shot of trying to fuck me out of peeling off for real. Fuck y'all, no kiss on the wheels. To a seat, I got the heat when I'm peeling off for real. Still getting money, got bands on. Rats busting out of pocket. Make sure you click that follow button. All right, so welcome back. Uh, episode two, Libations and Music with Ken and Mo. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back, listeners and viewers. Appreciate y'all taking some time to join us this evening. Uh, kind of had a thing going on, or I've been seeing a lot lately in the news cycle. Uh, a lot of artists selling their uh, publishing, and pretty much going to discuss that topic tonight. See, uh, but wait, but wait, but wait, but wait. First and foremost, they gotta go stop what you're doing, pause this thing, and go get you a cup, fill it up with something that you drink, your favorite drink. You know, I'm on a, I'm on a henny right now, so you know, what you over there drinking, Omo? Got that clear, great goose tonight. All right, all right. So first and foremost, again, this is called libations and music. So we're gonna talk music. We're gonna, you know, grade our music, but also we need to have that little drink, drink on there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Again, like I said before, enjoy your drink. Enjoy your drink responsibly. Uh, no driving after y'all done, please. Facts, facts, facts. So, so what you been hearing about with the um, catalog thing situation? Uh, just I've been like, doing a lot of reading. Yeah, same, man. It's just been a lot of stuff popping up in the news cycle where, you know, artists discussing publishing and rights to music. I saw one artist particularly I could think of. He went back and bought the record company and then got his publishing in addition to everybody else publishing that was on a label at the time. Uh, a lot of hit records, of course, uh, you know, because if not, it wouldn't be of any value. Uh, but then I heard another artist uh, sold his publishing early on in his career to uh, have the latest and greatest uh, cars and basically has somewhere to rest his head. Uh, so it, it's it's a kind of a nice perspective to see why somebody would feel like they need to change it or sell their publishing and and also uh is age a factor in whether or not you sell your publishing because if you early in your career you might not have a catalog to really sustain royalty money you know your catalog's still a little short and royalty checks they might not be coming that often yeah, yeah. That, that amount might not really be hitting. But if you are an artist who got some years in the game and you had some staying power, the royalty checks off those greatest hits albums, all those remixes, the re-release, the remasters, and so on, so, so on and so forth, uh, those might, you know, might slap a little bit different to that bank account. You know, so older artists may be possibly more inclined to hang on to it. Or depending on the situation, if they need a quick cash infusion, they might say, you know what, I'm older, I can sell it. If I'm getting ready to pass on, maybe somebody's late 70s, 80s, maybe some of these uh, rock and roll artists uh, that's still kicking around, they might look at it and say, yeah, nah, you know what, let me go ahead and let that go. This way I don't have anybody in my estate to have to deal with any of that stuff. It's already taken care of. The, the music, you know what I mean? I love my music. My people wouldn't know how to necessarily manage that, but the management company I put in charge will. So it, it's a lot of different things going on. Uh, yeah, it's a different different factors. I can yeah. see, you know, why people doing it. At first, I was like, you know, before I just, you know, educated myself more on it, I didn't understand, and I'm like, eh, I'm not gonna have nobody else, you know, run the rights to my music. But I get it. It, it depends on the situation. I mean, if. I'm just gonna throw a number out there. You offer me a hundred million. Uh, so hey man, I'm more. I'm more. 
You know what I mean? It depends. It's you so know, a hundred million or more, especially if you don't know people's financial issues too. Right. You know what I mean? It's a right. lot of big right. artists right. out here that's that's broke. Yeah. So that doesn't necessarily mean they have the money. So it depends. It depends on you know the situation. Me personally, if I have the money and I'm all right financially and I had good endorsements, I probably wouldn't just sell mine right away because it's just something I feel. I would love to leave my kids. You know what I mean? Like they can always eat off that. Like take Michael Jackson for instance. His kids still eating off them Beatle catalog. You know, and I'm sure yeah. some of his stuff. So that's a good example. You know, Cause he he's great like, example. Yeah, the artist who went back, he has his stuff, and he got a whole bunch of other folks' stuff too. You know what I mean? Yeah. And for him, like you said, the royalty checks kicking in, and his family's eating off of that for for the next generations to come, possibly. You know, as long as those hits still in rotation. Yeah. They're gonna get paid. Mm-hmm. Nah, but I just think it's it's a few things like that people need to. I just think like it's really good to be educated, especially if you want to be in this business. Like I said, this business, like I'm in the business. But if you want to be in that business, you definitely need to really educate yourself. Because honestly, you could be working and be broke. Like there's some people out there in the industry working broke. I'm not giving you 10 albums that I don't have the rights. Yeah, yeah, nah. And what people don't know with that, you can't perform the records when you want to. People no. don't know that. No, you got to so get clearance for everything. You got to get clearance. You got to get permission so you, to use your stuff. Crazy. What people don't realize that. So it's more, to me, it's more than just, I don't own my records. I don't own the rights to my, my music. Like, yo, you really can't. You never know. I feel like touring is what, you know, keeping the lights on in some of these artists. You know what I mean? You ain't, you ain't making that much money residual off an old album back in the 90s. So, but if you go out there and perform it, you know, you're going to get, you know, show money. Show money is different type of money, especially overseas. Absolutely. But if you don't have the rights to really sing the music or do even anything with it, woo, even the artists who get the uh, residencies at uh, in the Vegas casinos, they do pretty well off that. Yeah. You know, they do good, yeah. They do well. You're killing them right Usher, now. Yeah. He Usher had right a nice now. run. Yeah. He's got a nice run. Uh, Britney Spears had a really good run there. Uh, just those. Yeah, she had a good top, run off the top of my head. Just, just a quick two. You I had Celine Dion. Yeah, you got a lot of people who went. To, I mean, what people don't. I mean, I, I think people do know. You know, I'm a Mike fan. Mike actually was getting ready to do Vegas. He was trying to not do it yeah. because he felt like he was old and he had that. You know. That energy anymore, but, but he always yeah, that was a huge thing. Yeah, he, he really. But I always feel like Vegas where you go to just for that's like a retirement spot before like, retirement. Uh, that's what they like how they do dancing with the stars. All the celebs is like, yeah, I'm washed <laughs> up. Let me go over here and dance real quick. See, you got to get the permission to to utilize the songs for whatever shows or whatever it is, performance, TV spots, or anything that you're going to use it for. But then at that point, it's like you truly relinquish your ownership rights, and it's like now what? You know, yeah, you got get yeah. your ass, get your ass back in the studio, and give us some more hits. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you really want to do that? I mean, at this point, if you're selling this shit, you're not really relevant in the music business no more. You better start writing. I mean, <laughs> so so back on that artist, you know, it was an article we read. I'm, I mean, Mr. Cameron, it was an article. Yeah. You know, Cameron said back in the day he sold his publishing to get a Benz, right? 80,000. 80,000 is what he specifically was the number that he said. So he get a Damn. Benz. Bro, 
Now you look back at all the hits and just the success between his first album, right? Then what was that? Confessions of Fire, SDE. He did stuff with Children of the Corn, uh, Come Home With Me, Purple Haze, you know what I mean? And and then everything with the diplomats. And you sold it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you look at it like, damn. Hey, but 80,000, 80, even if he sold it, he could probably get I mean, I'm but sure I mean, the person not gonna but sell at the it time, back 80 grand either though. But at the time he's saying he sold it, he wasn't heavy like that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I mean, 80,000. I probably wouldn't have sold it because I would have just waited for that to grow. Yeah. Personally, not for no Benz. You but, know, I'm the flashiest nigga that ever, but yeah, I was saying, it's that Harlem, man. Nigga had to, be, <laughs> had to be the hottest dude on the block. So he's like, yo, I, I need to go get My money. guy, you could have leased it, guy. You could have leased it. <laughs> Shit, back then, payment probably been like two something. Fuck it. Just do the payment. At least you got your music in there. In there. <laughs> that'd have been way more than manageable. But. I mean, but again, now, you'll, you'll be surprised at what people probably sold sold this shit for that we just don't even know of. You know, I, I mean, some drugs some, involved. You never know. People probably sold for worse. I'm sure <laughs> there's been some highway robberies on account of those record labels or whoever owns the publishing. What's the other yeah, dude? Yeah, he owns the Wu Tang. Martin Screlly, the uh, pharmacy bro. The Wu Tang hate that dude, man, because he got he that must- album. He bought that album. Oh and yeah, it, yeah, never yeah. gonna be released, and they struggling yeah. now to get it back. Like, yeah, I, I, I've seen that. How seen that. and why? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's that's the question. It's like, why y'all? But well, he bought it for a collective, like just to have it, right? Yeah, like, he, he loved the group that much. No, no, he just to have it, and he said it's never getting released. I don't think he owns it anymore after he had a whole court situation with the uh, pharmaceutical stuff, and mm-hmm. I, I believe it was um, seized as an asset. And then get to that point, you can ask yourself that question because you're already in a position where you got fuck you cash. You know That's what you, people don't realize. Yeah. You're already in that. You're already set up. You say, ah, oh, fuck you, get out of my face. So now you can say, take the meeting with the execs, have the discussion. You could pick their brain and see what, what it is that they see that you might not see at the moment. And coming out of that meeting, you might be enlightened. You know what I mean? Like, oh shit, yo, this still something I could do out here. My fan, my core fan base is still nationwide. Or yeah. I could go do a residency in Vegas, or I could hit the international because maybe the uh European culture picking up on hip hop, they might be a little bit behind. They laggy. So yeah, yo, you could be one thing about overseas, you can be the worst, the corniest over here. Nobody ever buy your records, but overseas love you. It don't they just embrace different artists in music, especially like the artists that probably didn't sell that well here. Mm-hmm. They really stars over there, you know, overseas. So So how big is Vanilla Isis tour then? Um actually <laughs> the funny thing he still be touring. Yeah, but he's more so doing his uh home reno stuff now. He he do touring he, but like Naughty um, by Nature. Um he do like a night <clears throat> stores and nah, stuff. That's new kids on the block. He, nah, him too. He was on, he on one. There? Okay, he was on one too. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta make sure. Because I had one it. ticket. I had one tickets from somewhere. I ain't go. I was like, nah, yeah. <laughs> I tried it's again. It's a lot of fucking work, bruh. A lot of work. Yeah, that gotta be crazy. So, yeah, you own your rights again. But the smart thing about it, with people with the whole, you know, streaming and stuff. Mm-hmm. Once you release that album, the re- the old one is not going to come back up. No, not the new one is the one. 
I and I noticed that on a few things that I listened to that I had the CD with years ago. Mm-hmm. I'm I want to think I want to say it was Mary. Something mm-hmm. I streamed with Mary. Yeah, it's not the same. It was something that's not the same, and I'm like. Biggie first album. Yo, that's like that. crazy. Ready it's a little die. different. It's yeah, different. it's a little it's different. Like you don't even see the original release anymore at all. It's yeah, always, everything is. So it's a remaster. Remaster. Yeah. yeah. So when you see that, that means I heard somebody redid those things again, and they had to, you know, just redo it again. He's actually another good. Him and Tupac are really good examples where they both died while they were still in the midst of their prime, musically. Yeah, relevance wise. What the hell happened to their publishing? And then, of course, it depends on the deal they signed with the label. But how did that affect the family? You know what I mean, I know there's some tension between uh, Mrs. Wallace and Sean Combs with trying to get all that stuff situated. Uh, the movie came out and it was some tension there with certain aspects of it. So it's, it's a lot of play at play, man. It's a lot at play. So again, to that point, I mean, but the early- thing is, the thing is, like when it comes to business, like one thing I'm business first. Like we could be friends yeah. all day. We could be. We've been the first. So even if he was alive, it would still be that. He did I mean, I don't I don't know his deal, but nine times out of the ten with Puff, he probably didn't own a right to it yet. Because what people don't realize, Nori said this. When you first was back then anyway, now these artists are way smarter. Yeah. But back then when you come in the game, you are taking out loans with everything you're doing. Yep. So I'm a new artist. I that come advance. in. Oh, I got an Nobody advance. Nobody knows me. Nobody oh, got, knows who I am. I got a five hundred thousand advance. Yeah, yeah dummy. you got a five hundred thousand dollar loan. <laughs> you got a, everything is a loan. So they be like, all right, go get fresh. Go get a haircut. Go get you some stuff for the video. Mm-hmm. Go get you a car. All that is on loan. That album better month sell. Right. That shit better sell because that's right. how you pay the loan back. Yep. So, but that's, that's how why they, they always say that you got to be smart they, with these things. But that's how you end up being a starving broke artist too. Yeah, you gotta yeah. Pay back that loan. That album only went. Uh, it only went double wood. They needed that to go platinum. You owe that yeah. money back. Yeah. <laughs> they get on all the that, road. Oh, that sophomore album better pop off. Yeah. Shit, that's it how they pop up. off. Yo, man, we got forty shows in forty-five days. Let's go. Yeah, make that, that money up. Pop off. I make that money up. My pants on, niggas jealous like bitches can't stay hoes. Got the stand up, cause I'm like Rambo for real, mm, for real, for real, mm, for real. Mm, for real.